0: You know it's going to be a good day when you hear that sound. At hey now, two thirty in the afternoon. Supposed to be two, but somebody was a little late. Somebody's got a. Real Somebody's
1: got <laughs> to work.
2: We have a play.
0: very special guest in the room today. <laughs> he is the uh, two-time All-American wakeboarding champion, uh, three-time All-American uh, log climbing champion. I don't know what the uh, timber climber. Guy's got biceps. What's like. that
3: thing that you get on the on the board and has a rolly thing in the middle and you kind of balance those balance wheels? Oh, yeah, 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 What yeah. are those
2: called?
0: Probably a trainer. No. What's no. that thing called? Endo board? Endo board. He's a seven-time Endo's endo. Smell more like outdo. Yeah. Uh, Bubba? Um, I don't know his nickname. <laughs> Henderson. Um the th- one thing about that is all those titles don't amount to jack
2: squat. <laughs>
0: Very true. When you're talking about elk hunting.
2: Very true. That well, endo
0: board might have came in handy with the core reflexes or whatever when you were hiking up that mountain. What What's Clay's unofficial belt that he wears?
1: Just to give a little bit back to him, Bubba. <clears throat> and by the way, Bubba and Clay went to high school together,
3: so they've known and each you? other for quite a while. Uh, I was my a nickname is Mr. Washoe County. Everyone knows that. Yeah, you know, he's a three-sport, uh, all-American. It? Yeah. yeah,
1: it doesn't mean jack <laughs> squat <laughs> either.
3: <laughs> I have a, I have a, my name on the wall, Hall of Fame, and I have a, a little token card that gets me to any sporting athlete uh, event yeah. in Washoe County for free. Well, I guess
2: what? So do I. You're not
3: Threw in the Hall of Fame. I'm
2: in the Hall of Fame. Where'd you go? I
0: hug? was there before, Washoe. <laughs> or What ice cold you go to? It doesn't matter. You both ended up in the same room here with me. That's right. I only have three All-American titles. It was Shot Put, 100 beard Growing Ash, Beard Growing, Hair, growing, hair Losing. <laughs> if you missed the uh, last uh, installment of Where the Pavement Ends, we're talking Clay's Elk Hunt, and uh, we needed Bubba on the first installment of this. But not really. We really needed him now. Yeah. As he was a... Clay will admit a key element this into his success. This is where it gets good. <laughs> this is where it gets exciting. We, we left you on a bit of a cliffhanger.
1: We left with what? The fact that we didn't start seeing elk until Alex and I got there. So we did all the scouting. No, no, no. We left. We already did that. I know. That. I'm joking.
3: We left exactly right where the second morning started. Yep.
0: Where I was Clay we hiking Clay, back up. Clay had a little coming to Jesus... Uh, in a chat with his father about whether he was going to make that hike back up the, uh, mountain or not. And he, uh, he determined he was going to do it. And so we're going to pick up there. We've got, there was another man on the hunt, Tom Rashishin, uh, photographer extraordinaire. He has a, uh, fear of microphones, So he wouldn't, he wouldn't join us on this. We pretty much got the whole crew. We got Mike and Christy and, uh, Louie, Obviously, they're not going to come in here and we chat get, with us, we got to get
1: Mike on sometime for just general hunting. Yeah, I'd he's like a, to have Mike I saw hunter. him the other day.
3: We'd have to get a booster seat for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I love you, Whoa. buddy.
0: <laughs> That's family talking. Yeah. <laughs> today, uh, today we're bringing you this episode of uh, Where the Pavement Ends by SCI, the good old Safari <laughs> Club International. Uh, we've talked about this and organizations like this in the past, and... What everybody just needs to take away from these groups is, they are the front line for conserving your right to hunt, your ability to hunt, the lands that you hunt, and you know they're the leaders in conservation. And SCI is like sixty five dollars a year to be a member of. It, it. It's if you're a member of the NRA, you should be a member of SCI if if you're a hunter. If you're a conservationist, if you enjoy the outdoors, if you don't want to see your public lands get turned into, you know, national parks that you can look at from 100 miles away and watch all the uh, game animals succumb to their own, you know, ignorance, so to speak. But, uh, I mean.
3: No, 100%. They, I I always go back, our good buddy Les Nesbit, told me this story and I, it just shows you what type of organization SEI is. And I'm going to tell you the story real quick before we get into the elk hunt is a lot of people know SCI as being a, right? Safari Club International, where it's usually big game. They associate it with African safari, all that stuff. But it's, I mean, they are here in America. They're in every state. They are working on lands in every state. They're working on laws in every state. They're in DC with the boots on the ground that me and you not only really want to do that, and have no avenue to do no it. No avenue to do it. And they're there with the boots on the ground, protecting everything that we have, from shooting rights to ammo rights to it, it, whatever it is. They're, they're doing it. But when when Les told me this story a couple years ago, I just, right then and there, I was like, I, I know I'm doing something good spending that $65 a year. And that is Les went to Mexico on a hunt. And he gets stopped at the border because of some like a, a paperwork or something happened. And it was at 1130 at night and his ass was going to jail. And guess who he called?
0: Wow. Would SCI never think, would never think that that would be an option.
3: And issue. they had lawyers there. And there, in a heartbeat. So he had a game animal,
0: obviously, in his I possession or something. I can't
3: remember the exact in and out of the story, but basically that's what... Something went wrong at the border, paperwork rise or something with a gun or an animal or trying to get across something. And he was in the right, but you know how it is going sure. across borders. We just and talked they, about it. And they were there in a heartbeat with the lawyers and they proved his innocent and got him off and, you know, all oh, that wow. stuff. So... um. Things like that, you know. There, I don't. So sixty five dollars a year to <laughs> be on, be in a Mexican you know, jail or or an American jail because of some you know little thing. Then, yeah, it's well worth it. Because it's not, it's not you one day. It's your or it's your buddy next day, or a story you heard about it. But
0: one day it could be you for sure. Sure. The the thing that you touched on that is to me the key is the the you know the the lobbying the legislation. Oh, yeah. No, it's almost impossible to understand what our government's done to us as citizens if you guys don't believe it or not but the wool's being pulled over your eyes every single day yep. you know they they tell you they're passing a law about the coronavirus relief and it's got you know 3 trillion dollars <laughs> worth of stuff that goes to everywhere else and they tuck little tidbits of gun rights, hunting rights, animal rights into those bills yep. and they're 9,000 pages long and even if you did find it as a citizen you, you have no voice to speak out yeah. against it, and Good if point. you didn't have those guys up there reading that stuff and looking for that stuff and catching it and then lobbying against it and you know bringing Get it to the people yep. they would they would um, you know the the government has become master manipulators of everything through all the loopholes that you know were never designed to be loopholes, and if you don't have guys like that, so they're like I said, if you're a member of the NRA and you hunt, you should be in the SCI as well yep. and I mean, I don't want to stand on well, a soapbox and scream at the government as I could, you know, two beers in. I, I hate everyone except for the three people in this room and <laughs> they're close to being on that list too, but. And uh, that's where I'd jump
1: in too, Cause I think to my knowledge, you know, some of these other organizations, I mean, it's very difficult in that world not to start to bend a little bit to political pressure, mm-hmm. you know, just, there's such political pressure on the other side and SCI has not given an inch because that's what starts to happen. You give an inch, they take a mile, and uh, they are unforgiving as far as I can tell. Yep. Compared to some of our other advocates, in you know they they haven't broke. None of them have broke per se, but they've definitely bent, and, yeah. and it's, they're not as reliable as they used to be. And that is not the case with SCI.
0: Well, and they actually are going the other way now that you bring that up. You right. know, they're when they have an opportunity to gain back certain luxuries or whatever that have been taken away, you know, for the longest time you couldn't bring African safari, you know, game animals back out of certain countries and, you know, certain airlines wouldn't fly them and yada, 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 yada. They're fighting back against that. You know, there, it might've got passed on some off year when Obama was president or something like that. And then as soon as they get a foothold in and they can get it back, they get it back. Like you said, you know, the NRA bent on the bump stock thing, which I I think a bump stocks is lame as it gets, but you don't give up your gun rights, period. Yeah. You don't give up high-capacity right. magazines. You, because when you give them an inch, they take a it's mile. the next thing. And pretty soon you're hopping on the boxcar to get your free shower. It's just, you know, without yeah. going too deep into it. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Amen to the elk now. Bubba, introduce yourself a bit. Yeah, Bubba. This guy is the greatest hairliner in the room, hands down, guaranteed. Pure dark chestnut. He's got a two-head instead of a forehead, if you know what that means. Guy can grow a beard in a week and a half. Looks like, holy Looks cow.
3: like, uh, what's his name? Doesn't the grow cap, like yours, with, though. That's with for the sure. cowboy hat on. Uh, Kirk Douglas, what is mm. it? Not Kirk Douglas, uh,
2: from uh, tomb- tombstone? tombstone, yeah, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell. Russell.
3: Russell. Ooh, damn, yeah,
2: well, he, he was on Tomb Wong
3: on. Fu, also. Didn't so, didn't don't forget times. about that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Bubba Henderson is he's 40. Three. Three. He's own, own, and uh, ten days older than you. Yeah, ten days older. than just You guys be friends a long time. We have been a long
0: time. So and he we got went cov- high school together, and uh, he he got a coveted invite on an elk hunt. You don't bring too many people with you. No, I mean you want you want people to help you pack it out, but you can't have knuckleheads up there. That's Tom, right. I think, was the only one that you know. But he, he has calves. Really the Tom has calves. He could hike out of big thighs too. <laughs> yeah, he didn't he didn't pack anything though. Weird.
3: He didn't pack camera, one. He did all the camera well, gear, but that didn't. was a lot.
0: And my backpack, remember? What an iPhone eight and a <laughs> one of those ball tripod things. I don't, oh, Bubba. You,
3: we, we got, we got to go quick because Clint has to leave here in forty five minutes, maybe an hour. That's, so we have to get fine. on this and this, the end of this story, and the next day to follow.
2: It was a hell of an adventure, I'll tell you that. It's going to take some
3: time to talk about. I forgot even about the next day. Oh, let let's, We didn't. Let's, eat, I, I we, didn't even talk about what happened. Remember the night before when I almost killed Tom coming out of there the first night?
0: Oh, yeah. We didn't, we My, didn't talk
3: about that. We, so, the first night coming out after going up there, if people remember, we hiked up to the top about 9,500 feet, got there, and the elk weren't there. They walked over the ridge. So, we came out of there at night. And I got into the the six seater and came out of this oh God, road that i had never been on. It sh- you know it is a it is a two track road down this canyon, but I'd never been on. <laughs> and there was uh, were you with us?
2: You were hauling yeah, yeah. ass. Was I with you? I was yeah, sitting yeah. in the front seat.
3: So I hit. Oh, we were going down this. I mean, it, it got hairy in some spots. And my front right tire of the of the UTV clipped this little. Not little. This probably eight inch, ten inch in diameter tree that had fallen, kind of in the road, and if it, and it was ten foot long, it wasn't your t- it wasn't your tire. Try the roof rack. That the tire kicked it and kicked, kicked it, it up. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. It was on the ground, okay. and it kicked the tire. And this ten foot long, eight inch diameter tree stump come flying into the cab, and. Almost took Tom's
2: head off. Missed
3: my face. Missed your face it. by six inches. Tom had to fly out of the way, and it hit and it broke. This it pulled the it wire stopped out. Our
2: vehicle completely top
3: stopped it. Sparks were flying. Uh, mm-hmm. No rate, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. So I'm like, okay, I better just limp on down here two two uh, miles an hour to get out of here because didn't know what it that was road a sketchy
2: is. road. It was a very sketchy road. Later, when <laughs> you, you were like in a hurry. Yeah, because later we, were, we would all get to experience this
3: road. Yes, yes. this is a little foreshadowing of this exact yeah. road. Maybe <laughs> even in the same spot where I hit the tree, something else happened. But so the next morning we start hiking up. Right, Bubba. We the day yeah. before I, we didn't go up well, until one or two. We figured out that
2: we could drive up. I think a little bit further right, so that we could go up that. Because we stopped the first day, I think early. So we we
3: did because we didn't know exactly yeah, where that. We got the, to keep uh,
2: driving a little bit, and we went up a different way. We we realized that we didn't yep. have to go up that switch back, cliff, deal, and then work our way around. We just went up this draw. Yep. And we could end up hiking up this side hill and figure out where we're going to go because we supposedly knew exactly Yeah, the where day before was were. the, the winner. That was if kind we, of a guessing game. I mean, we...
0: The, did you find that mountain to be steep, Bubba? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. Well, it was just the an angle. It was ass. the angle where we were at where you couldn't, once you got to that point up there... You couldn't see above. Because of the any, trees. You, you, aren't, you
0: weren't you not exhausted when you anything. hiked up it or anything. No,
2: I, well, what I was, I was at Clay's pace. So I mean, I was <laughs> oh, I was super. But I, was, I still did it, Bubba. I was no, I did. When we sat back glassing where those elk were, I just was like, Clay's gonna want to hike up there. <laughs> I really wasn't sure if he was really gonna do it, but he did. He did it twice. So oh, yes. I was actually pretty impressed. Thank you. Thank you. And going at Clay's pace, it was all good. But
0: it was a steep mountain. It was a very steep. It was
2: place. a big mountain. Yes, absolutely. Most it, people don't hike up to
0: ten thousand feet to no, hunt.
2: It, it took us a while, but it was a. I mean, once we got up and in there, oh, it was a menagerie of everything. It Crawling was, underneath mahogany and thick. Hands, knees, thick. Super thick. But the first, the first day
3: was the key, though. Wouldn't you agree? As far as... Well, we
2: figured out that we had to get to the top. Where we
3: knew we had to get. Because where we yep. got to the first day, there was no way, even if the elk came out exactly where they came out at,
2: we, we, never we wouldn't seen have them. had a shot, wouldn't nope. have seen
3: them, wouldn't have done anything. So, um,
2: We basically had to get to the very tip top of that mountain. There
3: wasn't a foot of mountain left. That nope. you could get to. We were at the highest point of the mountain we were on. Yeah,
2: and I'm pretty sure it just dropped off the other side, right? Like it was, that was it.
3: Uh, yes, it did, Bubba, which is, I'll tell you about that in a
2: little bit as well. It's <laughs> called foreshadowing. What,
0: uh, <laughs> what, 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 what was your job up there, Bub?
2: That day, just yeah. keeping an eye out for everything.
0: So your spot, and you got the rangefinder, keeping the an tripod. eye on these guys.
2: Yes, when we finally got to our spot, I had the rangefinder. We switched. I, yeah, you gave me the, the yeah. binos with the range finder in it. And that was my deal. We just sat there and waited. We were actually thinking they were going to come over the ridge from the north. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, they ended up popping out right below us, what, 200 yards? And kind of... About cre- 300
3: and then walked to four thirty out a
2: little bit. I mean, they were, they were very close to us. We didn't have any idea they were down there, but they were
3: close. I can't believe, knowing where they came out at, that they didn't spook. We
2: were we were, I knew we were quiet. We did but a good we, job though. Once we got set up, we knew to to be super I'm just quiet. just remember cuz we
3: walked up the f- the furthest east side and we got to that point and there was nothing there.
2: <laughs> they were bedded, though. So and then they were we came
3: back around
0: and crawled through and yeah. you think how, how you key, think of, <laughs> how key was it to have two badass spotters 5 miles away? keeping everything I think It in was care. very
2: key. It was very key. And Mikey had a big part of this too because he gave a pretty darn good subscription that morning of kind of where they were. He drew us a little deal and yeah. we kind of gambled on that and we made our way through all that mahogany, climbing up rocks, up and over, but we stayed to the edge of the cliff and we finally made it to this point where we couldn't go any further and we were right above the bowl where they were. And, and
3: that was, like I said, it was key to go up there the day before because when we were there looking around and and looking up to that you could see where we got to eventually you know the second day but we would have never seen those elk that's what i'm saying though though. and i and i told myself if we were going to do it there's that was the the only spot to get to anywhere else on that mountain you would be too low because it was so thick of trees you couldn't see anywhere. We
2: were at the highest point
3: of yeah, where you, we you could you were see able to, come out. Where you were, right, from five miles away, you could look in because you were high enough to look in. And Real then high. where we were the first day, we couldn't see. But the second day, we were high enough on the north side to look back down into the trees, which, you know, we we, we couldn't have seen them any other spot on that mountain. I cut you off,
1: Clint.
0: Were you going to no, say I the just, uh, uh, I'm going waters. back to
1: kind of, so, so definitely... Hunting strategy wise, the vantage point very important. Knowing that that was the one spot you could get to. Go back to you. You made a comment. I'm surprised that they didn't spook when they came out below us. Yeah. So from the standpoint of an elk, their best sense is smell. You know, there that's yeah. by far ahead. It's just an unbelievable smell sense. I remember something like 50 times a bloodhound or something like. Well, that. Well, their they're nose just, is the size of their nose. is their thing. So wh- what are your thoughts on when you th- you think they were they would have spooked you be having the high ground. Do you, my feeling is that you, that, that helped you out also from a smelling standpoint, right? Your, your wind was above them cause and I'm I sure we, the wind would have to be swirling, changing directions on a ridge like that. So the fact that you're higher, do you have a feeling that that helped you out from the standpoint of their sense?
3: Well, 100% because I remember being up there on that, on the rock when we eventually got there cause we got there and I was like, Hmm. This is going to be, it's the only spot, right? This it was the only spot to be in. Literally, <clears throat> if we didn't see them within a couple hours and we started off hiking somewhere, we, I mean, we would have blown everything. So I told myself that this spot was going to be the spot regardless. And I wasn't moving off of that spot. We were spot. waiting there yeah. until. Dark. I was waiting there because I knew the elk were in there from day one, you know, from the first day. And when we got to that point, I remember telling myself like, oh, please win, please win, you know, stay like that, stay like that. Oh, and then tell myself, oh, no, no, don't go that way because it kept swirling on top of that ridge. And we were, it was 437, but they were probably at 9,500 feet. So they were down, you know, maybe even a little bit lower than that because it was what?
2: A couple hundred feet maybe? It was
3: 437 yards, but they weren't that straight, they weren't straight down. So it was kind of at an angle, but they were definitely below us, which for sure helped. Um, Which is, I mean, it's interesting. I've never
1: put a lot of thought on it. Obviously the high ground means a lot vantage wise, but I got to think that that helped you a bunch. The fact that wind swirling and having the high ground also helps you with your wind.
3: Yeah. And and we were, as we were crawling through the mahogany and, you know, getting to the point, I would take that mahogany brush and rub it on my clothes because I was sweating. You know, once you get up there, you sweat and you take your clothes off. And I got up there and sweating and I mean, it got a little cold.
2: A, about halfway down or whatever up. Yeah, you, you took off your shirt. I took off everything. took off everything, let it dry out. And we mm-hmm. kind of took a little break. And it was early, but yeah, and, even and hiking rubbing. through all that stuff, we were trying to be super quiet. I mean, a branch would break and it was just like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, is this going to. We didn't know where they were, exactly. and we, It was hard to know where we were because we were in such thick stuff that we couldn't see anything.
3: We we used all the, I guess you would say, proper and, you know, trying to use the wind you if, hunted. If, if you held it. You, you hunted, you you hunted. hunted your whole it. way up. We hunted Instead of a, hiking yes. from
0: point A to point B and getting there as fast as you could, you did it slow we, and quiet yes. and watched the wind. We Even though hunting. you didn't know where exactly. exactly. They could have been hundred yards yeah, to you trees. Could have, you could have walked in on them, done whatever. Yeah.
3: And so in reality, we use all the, all what we've been taught and learned over the years. And, but in the end, it kind of came to luck basically, because if they, if they were bedded down a hundred yards in the trees, they probably would have spooked for where we, you know, eventually got to the point. But if, we couldn't see 100 yards in the trees. We could see th- maybe 20 yards in the trees. Right. So if they were in the trees bedded down 50 yards and we hiked the same spot where we hiked, they would have blown out probably just from sound. Maybe not from s- scent, but at least from sound. And yeah. we might have not even heard them. And never heard even heard seen them. Yeah, yeah, right? And at gone. some
1: point, you do have to get lucky.
3: I mean, you got to put a game plan together and you do and have And we to- did it and, and we got to that point and it turns
0: out it was- Exactly the right decision. Let's talk. Let's get there. Mm -hmm. Let's get to where, you know, they're coming. Bubba's got the rangefinder. Clay's already laying in his gun. Well, I mean, we how how tense is that moment? We
2: arranged everything too. We had yardages for certain areas because little openings. He he could have shot. I think you your farthest shot was like right around seven, maybe. That if if they were to come out out there that low, and so yeah, it was intense because. We, like I said, we were kind of looking at this ridge because we thought they were bedded on the north side. And
3: because they when, walked over there the day before, we right. didn't know they came, you know, if when they came back over that night, if they did, or if they stayed over there or came back first thing in the morning before we even got up there, we didn't know.
2: So when they came out, it was kind of a surprise. It was kind of like, oh boy, here we go. Clay, there he is. There's the elk. That's not the one, though. That's not the one. Yeah. And then it was just like, Okay, he's got to be coming out here any, and was it like 20 seconds later after watching that other one feed, yep. mm-hmm. there he was. And it was tough because he went behind a bush right away. Clay we couldn't, couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't tell what he was. Clay couldn't see him, but we kind of figured that that had to be the other bull. And then once I, I saw its rack in the binos, because he didn't have binos, he just had the scope. I saw it and I'm like, that's the one. That's the one. What, but what we, told you that? Well, we couldn't see it. What we've all been talking about for those two bulls, it was like that big six that had a... It was a bigger bull than the other one. So basically, we knew there were two bulls up there, right? Two good ones? Yeah. At that point, I knew that that one had to be... Because it was bigger than the other one. And, that was, had, and the other one was broke. And yes. we knew it was a straight sh- we, s- we knew that one was broke. six. But I got a pretty good shot at it. And I was like, that's the one, Clay. And once finally, you've got it in the scope. Yeah, Finally. once once I looked at
3: it and decided no. or knew that it was not broken. Real quick there, I'll interject with
1: the with Bubba still. Um you've been on a lot of hunts, a lot of deer hunts, a lot of backcountry deer hunts. Some coyote hunts with us. I'm not sure. Antelope hunt? You have been on an antelope hunt?
2: I have been, not yeah. with you guys.
1: So have you have you been on a bull elk hunt before?
2: I have. But not a successful I've one. I've never been there for the kill though. I'm there for three or four days. Never so been there for the you've kill. So you've
1: done a lot of hard work, scouting. Yep. You haven't been. So here you are on your first, it's open season. It's happening Your buddy's finally. got a rifle in his hands. He's I'm laying prone. Gonna... What, what, tell me some of your thoughts on like, you know, they were closer than what you guys were expecting, right? They yep. come out, they kind of surprised you. What, what are your thoughts? You see this bull, I mean... Is was he bigger ex- than you're expecting? Is he? Is, what, what are you? What are you thinking well, about? Well, we,
2: like I said, we. I mean, we knew from you guys watching these bulls, we kind of knew, but I had never gotten a look at him really yet. I might have seen him through your guys' scope from what five miles away or whatever. Yeah, and
1: you saw a screenshot through our yeah, phone scope. Yeah, exactly. And, so, sure, but
2: I. But I kind of had a feeling of what we were looking at. But yeah, it was super exciting, and you know, we were just sitting up there kind of BSing having a snack, just trying to be quiet, messing with Tom. Tom was taking some photos and it happened so quick where all of a sudden that one bull came out and it was like the amount of adrenaline that goes through and I wasn't even holding the gun, but you're still there. You're still, you're still right in the moment. I've got the binos. I've got the rangefinder. My job's to give them the number. And so, uh, it got intense real quick.
1: How many, how many times did you have to hit that button to get an accurate range?
2: I didn't have to hit it too many times because it was bushes. I mean, I I gave him a fairly accurate read, but I wanted to hit it a few different times just to make sure that I was in the same ballpark of, what was it, like 427, I think, it ended up being, something like that.
0: 437, I think. At any point, were you worried that he was going to miss?
2: At that range, I wasn't worried really at all. I know that Clay puts in the time and all the Vortex equipment that we use. I didn't think he was going to miss. I really thought... Because the whole situation, I mean, we're up to that point. We're anticipating, right? Anticipating. And finally, we were... I mean, he was already laying down. He was already comfortable. I was kind of sitting behind him, just on my butt, and just glassing, glassing, glassing. But like I said, they came out a little lower than we thought. So at the time of getting the glass on that elk, it was game time. And I, we were just waiting for it to to walk out, and he knew exactly where it was at that point finally, and he walked out, and it was like 1,001, 1,002, boom. And I knew he made a good hit because I was able to watch him walk and watch him fall against the, the brush, what, 20 feet away, maybe? You he,
0: You had a spotting scope with a phone scope on it, right? Is that what you you did that too? Or no? No, no, no. You just did binoculars. I just just had the binoculars. Tom Tom was in the camera. Tom Tom was in the camera. And we had one... I thought we had one uh, one, one of the spotting scopes
1: with a camera on it. With us, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we left that behind.
2: I think we just... Because Tom had the camera stuff, we we knew that we were going to be close enough. I don't think we needed it, but...
1: If I remember right on the video, what uh, solidifies what Bubba's saying as far as Clay's confidence, the preparation and everything, and I'd imagine... Fairly quickly, you guys, based on the elk's body language, knew that they weren't spooked, right?
2: Oh, they—they they didn't had no idea they so were there. I
1: think from a hunter standpoint, like if I put myself in that oh, scenario, yeah. if you get a, if you get a feeling that they know you're there, you know their ears are up, their heads changes up, everything. Know? But the fact that you can read them probably within five or ten seconds ago, they don't have a clue we're here. That automatically brings your heart rate down just slightly. You know, you well, yeah. know you've got them tricked, right? It
0: gets way worse when, yeah, you got a couple split seconds to make a shot. But yeah, if he, if they're like you said, you later watch the video and they're just kind of moseying through that opening, they have he no had, clue you guys are there. Yeah, he mm-hmm. had all
2: the time in the world, basically. I mean, yeah. he he was and he was already set up. He was already dialed, and we were just waiting for him to take like two or three steps, and there was just this one opening. It. But it was a clean opening, and he, he got it. And, and I don't think Clay really saw him, but I watched him no, walk he like 20 feet, stagger, fall over, try to get up. And then when I knew that he was like down, down, that's when I like, I'm like, dude, he's down. He what's, is uh, down.
1: What's Tom's famous words right
0: there? Tom. Because tr-
1: Clay... I think you knew from pulling the trigger, the sound of it, you knew you hit him good, but there was definitely that commotion, that immediate commotion afterwards. And Tom is up a little higher than you guys, as I can imagine. And Tom's saying, oh, he's good. He's good. And at this point in time on the video, he's leaning up against a tree. He's dead, but he's basically leaning against a tree. tree, And during that period of time, Clay's going, where is he? I don't see him. And Tom's saying, please help remind me, (laughs) as he say, right there, that tree,
2: I don't, I don't remember. remember. Oh my God, it's
1: a classic line. It's a, like, i we'll, we'll have to watch well, the I'll video. Here. Tom, I don't remember what he yeah. said. It even got commented on social media, like the the bushy tree next to the one or the, you know, <laughs> he, oh, makes he makes some like kind a big description like, of where it's at. <laughs> it's I was just so going to say, if you actually watch it and listen to what he says, it's pretty
0: funny. It's a good, good time to tell you that we'll, we posted this, uh, this video a few months ago after Clay got it, but we'll post it up again. He's, we got a great, you know, minute or so clip, uh, oh, audio included. Hold
3: on, let's let's see what he says. Yeah. Here, here's a prelude. You a
0: fast forward it. Yeah, I'm,
3: yeah, I just yep. saw. He's down. He's,
2: he's he's coming towards us. He's coming towards us. Right to the left. He's coming towards us. Okay, he's just standing there. I can't. He just fell into the tree. He's kind of in the tree. You still standing there? Hold on, I can't. He's standing. Me... Is he standing? Yeah, he's standing against that tree. Okay, yeah, he's he's gonna Where is he? I can't he's see just... him. You see that tree with the left, there's a left. trunk? He's just to the right of that tree. <laughs> <laughs> tree you see the tree trunk. with the oh, trunk? I've never heard that until oh. this time. I don't
1: you. think I, I noticed it
2: either. There's a tree
1: with the trunk.
2: <laughs> oh. 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 No, no the tree with the trunk. <laughs> I thought he was talking about like a saying or something. <laughs> the car with the wheel on it? That, 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 holy cow.
1: That's the cross-country <laughs> skier. That, that is hilarious. 100.
3: Oh, Tommy, boy. He's in the next room and he doesn't even know we're talking about it. Wow. <sighs> Hey, wow. Okay. It's right
0: next to that tree with the trunk. I yeah. like that. But also excited. I mean, you could oh, hear. Yeah. I mean, listen to all that Everyone's excitement excited. right there. P- fumbling around shells. It sounded like. Did you drop a? Did you drop a couple shells when you were trying to reload? It did start sounding like a damn. Sound like you know, your pockets were emptying out. Fifty empty caliber, caliber. No, was, was dropping the, the shells. You know what?
2: That sh- it may have hit the rocks and bounced and around. Just Bounced around a little yeah, bit. I heard I the, the same thing. thing. I, uh, what was cool in
3: my if in my memory is that when I set the gun up. Uh, it was right there, basically. I didn't have to move where the where the first one came out at. I told oh, myself, like I told to myself, hundred instinct that that is going to be the spot if they come out. You know, I was thinking they were going to come from the right, like Bubba was saying from the north end. But from the north you were end, kind of in the middle. But from the north end to where they were, it was all covered. We couldn't see. There was no opening. Even if they right. did come from the, the top, there might have been a little sliver. You might have been able to shoot, you know, a little bit, but. It,
0: I told myself if they come out, they're going to come out right there. Be truthful. Were you nervous at all, thinking you might miss? Not it, one bit. It, you, this was your first bull, right? I mean, you had a tag before, but yeah. weren't successful. Your first bull, not one bit of nervousness. You just knew you had it, huh? Well, I mean, I see. I saw you miss a shotgun coyote kill. We talked about three times, about twenty yards. Two you had four hundred thirty-seven yards. His antelope, no problem. You know, yeah. Sure. Sure. Two reasons.
3: One. Well, maybe, maybe three reasons. One, because of the work I put in prior to the season, a lot of practice. I mean, I, I, I couldn't do it obviously, but I told myself that I could probably shoot a thousand yards with my eyes closed because the equipment and working with Jared, um, it was, it was awesome. And the equipment that we were shooting with the Lupo rifle, 300 wind, federal ammo, vortex optics. It was going to be all me.
1: Your dope sheet.
3: My dope sheet. It was what, going to what's be. What's
0: dope stand for again? Dope. You tell me. Dope. Uh, d- dual. Uh, no, depending on previous engagement or something. Yeah, dependent. What was on, it? in previous? I got it. Yeah, previous guys, engagement. Hey, hey. Nice. I learned something from Clint. I don't think it's depending, but no, it's, I don't yeah, think it's, so it's derived derived from
1: derived, derived from, from previous, previous engagement. engagement.
3: So that's what I did. So I knew myself and the equipment was capable right out to a thousand yards and I wasn't going to shoot I told myself I wasn't going to shoot that far but I knew I could or the and the equipment could under you know no stressful situation right right? um and yes seeing the bull there and being my first and have the chance to shoot it did you get nervous I didn't get nervous and I'll tell you why it's not only one yeah was being prepared and two the fact that when the first one, if the first one was it, if the first elk that came out was the one I shot, I would have been nervous as hell because when I was in the scope on that broken bull, the first one that came out, I was shaking like a, you know. Oh, so you had a little bit of
0: time to calm down. He would
1: have hit that tree with the oh, trunk. Oh, uh, yeah. I would have hit <laughs> that, that, tree, that tree with Trump the trunk. Or trunk. Or at least one, one of the
3: trees with the trunks up there, which were a lot, <laughs> but I was nervous as hell. Like, How much time went, did you have
0: in between that bull and your bull? 30 a few seconds. 30, no, 30, not, nah, 30 oh, 45 seconds. Oh, so because, you had enough time to calm down. So,
3: well, right, I think it was three or four minutes. Was it? Yeah, yeah we were looking for yeah, a we couple were, minutes. But, but the, the thing was, the not, whatever, it happened, just happened like this. By the time we got up there, which was several hours of walking and hiking and getting to that point, right? It was, I mean, it was four, three, four hours to get to that point to hike up to the 10,000 feet. But when we got there, it wasn't too damn long. We sat there for maybe we, 20, 30 minutes. 20, 30 minutes. And the elk were out. because they killed it but, at one o'clock. One yeah. Time. It was, we got up there by maybe 1230, twelve thirty, twelve twelve
2: thirty 12, or something. It all happened a lot and, quicker than we and thought. And I
3: was expecting it, but I remember the day before when you guys spotted them originally at like 11 o'clock or something, right? Was it? It was midday, midday. Yeah. Late morning, sure. For sure, they were up in the morning browsing. Well, they around. They were out
0: later than I thought they. were. Yeah, be because out, yeah.
3: they, th- you might see them in a clearing at six o'clock because they had no pressure up there. No I pressure. I mean, who's walking
1: back in there? They had no pressure. Zero. But
3: not only that, the elk, most animals, especially elk that live in the trees like that late in the season, they'll they'll move around in those trees for hours, yeah, yeah. hours. And you yeah. might think they go bed, but they they'll walk four miles in those yeah, trees you and then go lay down. Them, yeah. You just can't see them thinking they lay down. But knowing that you guys seen him at 11, midday, I knew in my head these elk are on the same routine, and if we didn't mess with them, they didn't see us coming in or hearing and they didn't spook, then they were going to basically probably do the same thing, because they didn't get pressure, obviously, right. right, the day before. So I knew when we got there, it was midday, and it was like, it, it could really happen at any minute, and it did. It was maybe 20 minutes, and, and we actually set up at one spot. And I didn't feel comfortable. I was not comfortable of how it was set up on a bag, or on a backpack, and I just didn't. I didn't feel comfortable. I, when I lay down, I had a rock in my in my belly. Oh, got to go pick up my boy from school. Um, but I just didn't feel comfortable. So we got up again, if you remember, and we got up to the next rock on this all this this rock outcropping, basically, and and then once I was able to lay down and get prone, it was just. I mean, I could have slept there, you know, like it was awesome. So comfortable. And so 20 minutes we were sitting there and we talking and actually we had a little bit of cell service. So a couple texts came through at 10,000 feet, a couple of yep. texts came through and I was like, Oh, and I, I didn't answer anything, but I was seeing if anything, cause my dope chart was on my phone. So I just took out my, and dope. you love TMZ. So I just laid my phone right on the rock, right next to me and, and set up and I put that. I aimed right at that opening. I just left the gun right there, and then we were just talking. You know, I BS think
2: once we got there and got to that final spot, Tom kind of moved a little bit, got in a good spot. We he all, did. He moved. He moved, all, moved two or three times because the camera
3: got, was. He was just like, "Oh, the sun's not right." He was know? trying to blow it oh, up for you. He, he was yeah. trying. Yeah. He, he he made sure he was perfect, and it ended up being perfect. We he all got
2: little, really comfortable and just yeah. kind of relaxed. And when that first bull came out, it was like, "Oh boy, okay." I was and, really and nervous. like you said. Nervous, but then when the second one kind of came out, I think that you just kind of settled in. And I was talking to you, I I was gonna say, ranging and just like, hey, do you see him? Don't
1: don't you think that's part of it too? We talked a couple of podcasts ago when I did that solo stock on that on my bull elk, and I had to range and I had to do everything myself. Having somebody with you, don't you think that's a big factor too? You got Bubba behind you, you don't have to worry about that part of it, all you got to do is you know, dial it really? in. Well, I kind of mentioned it
3: last week and I'm going to give Bubba some <laughs> some crap right now, but let me go back to the nervousness real quick. As Bubba just mentioned, yes, that when that first one came out, I don't think I probably could have hit him. I was so nervous. I, was, really? I remember getting in that scope and I was shaking because, you know, you see this freaking 700 pound, what are they on hoof? 700 pound animal. You're like. You know, it's exciting. You're there. It's going to come to fruition, everything you do. Now you just got to make a good shot. And I was nervous as hell. But then when I was, you know, concentrated and realized that that bull was broken and it wasn't the one I was going to shoot, I was just like, whew, you know, everything kind of, okay, I got time, whatever. Because it went from zero to 90 real quick because we were just laying there and all of a sudden there was a bull there and I could have swore I just looked at the clearing thirty seconds before, right? And there was nothing in it.
2: Five steps and, all yeah, of a and he's, he's in the clear. And,
3: and now he's he's in the tree. He they could have been up for an hour right below us. They were right below us basically. And they could have been up for an hour in those trees before they finally stepped out in that clearing. So even at that point when you're up there, you still gotta, you know, be a hunter and be quiet and do all the stuff because they could be there. And so it went from zero to a hundred real quick in in when it went, when they stepped out, I was like, oh my God, it's and oh, it's, it's you know, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh no, it's not. And I was able just to take a deep breath and relax. And then I'm, I think Tom actually maybe set spotted it. it. It's funny, the psychology of what
1: you're talking about. We had the exact same response on chances. We were talking about his antelope hunt. And if it was that first one, oh, yeah. how it, you know, so there's something about the psychology that's very similar to sports and of any kind. You know, he got that first wave of adrenaline out of the way, and yeah. it allows you to calm back down. You know, it's pretty interesting.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. And I think Tom spotted it. Said, I think he said, "There's another one," because he was in the camera. And he has, you know, I'm focused through the scope on that one, and you know, that one elk in that clearing. And then the viewfinder of the camera, I think he could see over to the right, which was only, he was in the trees. I was
2: moving around looking, then I was looking down below, right? Because that one came out, we figured it probably should come out of the same area, so.
3: And this one was 30 yards to the right of him, but still in the trees, so. We only saw him
2: for like a split second, really, before he kind of went behind these big pile And he stayed in there
3: eating or scraping or you know for a few minutes. In a few minutes and I I, don't, I couldn't tell. I'm like, is it him? Is it is it a good one? I can't tell. And his head was down. I couldn't see his horns, couldn't see his horns. Then he finally stepped out into a clearing that got was a little
2: patch of light and five by five clearing.
3: clearing and uh excuse me. Um five by five clearing and I was like, it's him. You can tell. I looked at all his points real quick. Was was slick slick six, you know, and, and not broken at all. And you know, I know I told myself that I wasn't coming off that mountain the day before with an animal and who knows, you know, you never probably, you guys probably never even seen all the elk that were in there and we for sure, saw, there could have been a 450 inch in there, mm-hmm. right? But at that point I was like.
2: Well, that's the one we had seen. That's the we'd one seen we had. He was a
3: badass and it was, everything was so perfect in the hunt, how it worked out. And then the last thing that I would say when I, when I, I guess I wasn't nervous Um, when that second one came out, um, I didn't have time to get nervous a second time because by the time we seen him, it was basically, I didn't, I wasn't shooting him because I couldn't see his horns. I wasn't shooting him. I wasn't shooting him. I couldn't see. And then I was like, oh, it's him. It was, are you on him, Tom? Dad, give me the strength, pull the trigger. That was it. It wasn't really.
1: And I actually believe if you watch the video again, I believe you go, Tom, you on him? Yeah. He's dead boom. yeah, I yeah, I'm like very confident.
3: I was Tom are you cuz I was on him. I knew and again it goes back to the equipment. If you're confident, if you're confident in the equipment, you don't have to do anything what we talked about kind of in the last episode where you have to um judge holdovers, put it at the top of his back, hold eight inches over, blah, 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 blah. It was Bubba. What's the range? Because we had the first elk and I, he had already given me the range. And this is where I'm going to give you a little crap, but he had uh-huh. given me the range of the second elk several times because I wanted to be ready when his head was down, right? His head was down and he was giving me the range. So I didn't have to go. Give me the range, right? When I seen... Oh, pull the trigger. I had, I knew the range, so I, I was able to dial in the scope, the turrets, to what I wanted to be at, and it, I dialed into the 450 turret. He was at 437 yards, dialed to the 450 turret, and, and waited for him to tell me what he was, right, basically. And in the back of my head while I was waiting, I kind of was laughing because I was like, the things I know about Bubba oh, God,
2: here with...
3: We go. With being you know, friends with him for thirty years, he's not really good at math he <laughs> He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to spell rock. He, uh, you know, all these things are going through Guy my mind. Spell
0: the word one time in fifth grade, can't
3: let it go. You know, Golly, he he, right? he, he <sighs> flunked kindergarten finger painting. You know,
2: I, I don't know if I would say flunked. Okay, like <laughs> you guys were in the same grade.
3: Back, okay, <laughs> we used to be in the same grade until he <laughs> flunked and had to stay back a couple of years. Anyway, hey, just, I that's not a, what I
2: was going to. I had but, a bunch of bushes. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you like I'm like hey I can't see him exactly but no, I got the bushes. No, I know. I'm just saying I, I, were... I had
3: to trust you at the because it wasn't what it was and he and he actually I said give me it again, give me it again. It was four thirty seven, four thirty two, four 440, 435, five, four thirty seven. Hitting off trees or whatever it was, you know. But it was I was like okay, it's good. You actually
1: should have been more concerned if he was actually like dyslexic, like four thirty seven. <laughs> He's it's really 347,
0: you know, just reverse the 3 is and the 4. A shit
3: clay. I know. Guys I got can, pre- he's, he I come works
0: through under pressure. But uh, let right. me say one thing that's been go on my mind. Ahead. At any point for for 2 days we've talked about the length of this hike and the steepness and it at any point did you say what am I going to do with a bolt when I kill one up here? No. Never went through your mind. No. I
3: was pumped not once. No, like before I'm before I killed? Before,
0: not once. You just didn't. Not no, once. no,
1: no question. Not once. It's got to be all downhill since it was all uphill, right?
3: <laughs>
2: well, dude, it's all downhill. We <laughs> but got, I didn't think we about got it. Downhill. We yeah. got more guys once, once in I in shot. shot in.
3: Yes, once I shot, at and after yeah, the tears, after, after the tears flowed, I, uh, yeah, for sure. Now what? Especially right when you walk up on it, and it's. See, that's all when all I get sh-
2: excited. I'm like, oh, it's game time now. We got to get this thing off the mountain. I was I'm stoked. That that's what you I You do was. have
0: something wrong with you then.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's so, a that, good what segue,
0: I'm Alex. For. No, 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 not a segue. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah,
3: no, yeah. I I still want to talk about Bubba. It, everything worked out cuz it was it was it went from 0 to 90 on the first bowl, back to 0, and then 437 one time and it all happened quick. It all happened quick and it, he died by the tree with the trunk. Uh-huh. And Immediately after Bubba or Tom said he's down, down, because Tom. I
2: knew he I, was down. I you knew he him. was
3: down when he fell into the tree. But then Tom being in the camera, he actually eventually saw his legs basically give out and he just he fell. Was,
2: he was dead. He kicked a couple times. He
3: dead. He was dead leaning on the tree. And then he just eventually just the legs went to the right and he fell right at the base of that tree.
2: With the trunk, with the trunk, <laughs> with the trunk,
3: and so I, I was like, are you and, and when Tom finally said, or you said, he's down and on the ground, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a wuss when it comes to that. Or what do you want to kill? I get excited, I cry, I, I'm overcome with emotion. Um, then, then I was shaken. After the fact, because like just all that adrenaline, adrenaline done, just done, boom. Done. Yeah. And, and I'm crying, I'm hugging. I can't, believe, I, I can't believe this worked out. Are you kidding me? I'm thinking dad. I always think that. And, uh, and, uh, with, with being after, you know, taking pictures up there and, and, you know, everything I, I remember with you guys, my phone started ringing because I think, didn't we text back and forth maybe one time? Cause yeah. you had service. I can't remember, but I remember getting a phone call. And, no, 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 And you no, no. said... The
1: other way around. Or what? I called you? Yeah, we, you know, that's... I was going to say, Alex, remember from your perspective, but yeah, we're oh, way know, across okay. the valley and, and we, yeah, hear you the heard the we hear the yeah, shot. You heard the we hear the we shot we're he, in he, the glasses and we're looking at, we're like, no. you know... Yeah, tell
0: me your yeah, you Good to see us. If right? the truth be told... You tell me your perspective. There you go. And Mike, this isn't a shot at you. But Mike was up there. We had had gone a different way. I'm going to make this real quick because we want to get to the good part. But Clint and I came to the dance late. Remember, we had gone up a different way. We were going to try and get on the backside of that mountain, and we ended up overheating the transmission in his truck, going up this (laughs) steep, shitty road. Sorry. Anyway, we turn around. we We come back, and we had got a text from Mike that he had seen the bulls in the morning, but then he couldn't find them anymore. So we drove all the way back around the mountain, came up the other side. We thought we were in for an all-day adventure, oh, yeah, too. you
2: – I forgot so we, you went all the
0: way around
3: yeah, the other yeah. side. Oh. So
0: we threw four or five beers in our packs, and we hiked up to that vantage point again, and we relieved Mike because Mike's wife and new baby-ish baby were down at the truck. So he, he said, I haven't seen him for hours, yeah. and he hiked off the mountain – we get to... And literally, it was like as soon as we put the spotting scopes up, we're like, oh, there they are. Dude, it was, it was almost immediate. Immedi- like a cracked beer and... Oh, there's elk right there. No, no, no. You, now you just ruined the story. Not really. <laughs> we Remember, no, we saw them and we figured it was going to be forever. We sat down, cracked the beer, and then boom, oh, that's the right. gun You're went right. off. You're that's right. how quick it was. Oh, it was like we looked and it was like, oh, there they are. And we called you guys or whatever and said, hey, they're up and yes. they're around and you said, Kay, don't call us anymore because we didn't know where you were. We couldn't see you guys, that. but you had gotten so far into their stuff. But that was on the radio. That was on the it radio. It was a phone right? call, I believe. Was it a phone call?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the radios for some reason weren't And, won't and work, I, we thought, you know,
0: oh, we got, we're going to be here for a while now. So we just sat down. It was like, popped a beer and then boom. And I even, I put my beer down and tried to get back in the scope to didn't make sure. Did you see
3: one running off? Yes. A
0: couple? My beer fell over because, you know, we, I just set it down so fast, and we saw a bull go running off to the side. Okay. And that was the one that you let go by, the, the one that was broken. And yeah.
2: he didn't even – he didn't really take off. He didn't really run. Yeah. He yeah. just kind yeah. of, like, walked. For he quite just, yeah. a while.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When, uh,
1: From my standpoint, yeah, he was – he didn't know what to do. But when you guys yeah. obviously started hooper and hollering, we couldn't hear you, obviously, but that's when he picked up his yeah. pace well, and yeah, got yeah, the hell out of Because him, yeah.
2: he he, hung, Again, he and, hung around.
3: I mean, 10,000 feet, I don't know if they've ever seen a human. Maybe. There's very few, maybe some guides no, that know about that pocket, but there's not a lot of people that walk to that point and, and mess with those elk up there, and so they don't even know what a gunshot is. Basically, no. I mean, no. a, it's a lightning or a thunder to yeah, them, yeah. right? Didn't spook and so it right did not spook until I,
0: I uh, until I started yelling and crying. And it, it's funny that. though because so the day before we spent so many hours up on that hill with <laughs> nothing, right? You, no, no water, maybe water, no beer, no snacks, no nothing. So then, when we think we're going to be up there all day, we had freaking chips and jerky and beer and Gatorade. And, you were set for oh, a while, dude, we were going to be there all day. It was going to be, you know, this we, we were going to be up here till the sun went down. We were there for like 30 minutes, and we freaking, were up
1: there till the sun went down. Yeah, we
0: were there just on a different part of the just mountain. on a different side. Yeah,
1: but I do remember we never saw that bull, but it's so far away, you don't know for sure. But I, I remember having the thought I might have said it to you, but it's like, well, if he got him, we'll be getting a call. And yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. every second that went by, like, oh, you know, you started is. just like, yeah. oh, he's not calling. Oh, <laughs> you know, how long until he, uh, he stops crying? Okay. He's probably <laughs> done crying now. Well, now, okay, they're all hugging. He, hugging. Go to he should be calling He'd us about any second if that bull's dead. And I remember my heart kind of sinking because a little bit of more time went by, and then my phone rang, and it was before we even answered. I just uh, the phone rang, and I knew it was him. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, like I looked at, it, I'd say, ah, you know, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, <I> <laughs> god, he's dead. He's dead. You guys have no idea. Yeah. No, I'm sure no. you do. But for we, have long idea. I'm about, I'm about <laughs> yeah. to cry right now. <laughs> thinking about but it, that one was. I mean, we went nuts. He just. Did, did I get it? Did, did, is it down? Is it really down? Did I get it? And everything started, and it was like. And then we had to go find it. And I'll tell you what, it, it actually was, took it was us. It harder to find him than to shoot us. him or do
3: anything else. It took us 45 minutes to find we him. We found the opening. Yeah, we no.
2: found the deal. Yeah. And it's like, okay, there's got to be right here. And I found him. And I'm like, yep. Clay, he's right over here, buddy. <laughs> oh, it it goes to
1: prove the point even more about the vantage point. You know, you get down oh, below yeah. that stuff. Oh, you God. have no idea and where you're at you like, nothing. Like,
2: Look at it, right, and you're like, okay, it's
3: right.
1: Yeah, that's the opening. You're not to at, at ten
3: thousand feet. An opening looks what, what it r- looks r- like at ninety at ninety nine hundred and fifty feet. It looks completely different, like at, Shark Rock.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's shark. That's not Shark Rock. No,
3: that was, you know. that's that you know, <laughs> <what> we <laughs> talked about last week. Or no, what we we talked dinosaur rock or whatever, whatever it was. That yeah. spine, the, yeah. the white spine. When we got over yeah. there, it didn't look anything like that, you know. So once we got down below the vantage point, I was like. What the hell where are we at? Where are we at and uh anyway, so we get down there we get down there and uh find him eventually Bubba finds him and now now the uh
0: it works you know all the the work i' I'll, I'll say something right now that I was pleasantly surprised with because we had a we had a substantial distance to even just drive, you know, so once you got it and we had to go come to you, then we had a pretty decent hike up, you know, to, to get to S- you guys. And I kind of thought the whole time, I'm like, we've been here the whole time, you know, and and if we if we get pictures with this bull, it's going to be the, the gutted, caped out, you know, horns Holy- already off of it. And we got there and you guys waited for us, which was, that's legit, S- dude, because I... I, when I think Everybody about... Everybody had
2: a part and I agreed with them. When I think about... we said it.
3: We're, we might not even... It's been already in an hour, but I, we might not even get into to what actually happened at the end of this hunt and the following day. Right now we might have to do a part three on this. But um, like you're saying, when I when we got down there and he was... I did not want to do it. Because what happened probably wouldn't have happened if I started because, like you're saying, it took you five miles to drive. Well, hike down, drive around. It was, it was, and. A-
0: and- Terrible. We're talking not straight line five miles, yes. dirt road pieces, and crap then area, hike up yeah. there. Then it, hike it was up.
2: several hours before and you, were no, no, was hours. Get, you were able to get closer than we were in the car. Because oh yeah, we because,
0: we you would have never driven to where we were no. if you were actively hunting. No.
2: Several hours
3: goes by where we could have had him skinned out yep. and oh, gutted yeah. and and deboned and all the what we did. Basically, we could have had a really good start if not finished by the time you got there. And we one hundred percent. I thought been I would've gone. Would've been. But I told myself I did not want to do it. I wanted a picture with everybody there with the bull that had to help me help me in the process, and so that, it ended up with awesome pictures. But it for sure added to a whole other level a to what new
1: adventure. So, so you, when a, you say several hours. What time of day did you kill? When did you kill? Killed him at
0: one, it was one, wasn't it I, 117 I t- or something like I could like look at pictures <laughs> and we left the th-
1: mountain
2: at what time?
1: So it's not, it wasn't several, I'm just, you know, getting realistic here. It was middle of the day, but this time of year, it's dark. It gets dark at 430, thirty. Four Yeah, I was going
0: to 445 or so. So, I mean, it took,
1: it took us, it took us an, an, hour, and an hour and a half to get there. Two hours, you know? hours yeah. hour and a
0: half, two hours? Hour and a half, two hours. That, Bubba just said something that I've, I find hilarious. It, it, granted, it's November, but it's the the days were nice i mean you know you guys were ripping around in in a six seater with no cab and i mean you weren't wearing like big you know you were you were dressed accordingly but it wasn't you know the sun was out it was decent you know we'll after of course, and right but then of course you know now you've got a bull down and now the skies start turning gray it's coming in, in nevada the weather can change in in a matter of minutes you know what i mean and and, and it. I shot here. him at. I shot him at twelve thirty. There you go. You said one. So you, you, you
3: guys, yeah. didn't get there.
0: Isn't that weather wasn't
2: thing? called for either. No, it, it was not called you guys for that day. You weren't there at one thirty.
3: Weren't there at one forty-five when we were taking cell phone pictures. You guys right here weren't there at one fifty. So it's been <laughs> two hours. <laughs> That's about time. I figure it took us two yeah, hours. Two hours. A little over two hours. Two you, hours it mm-hmm. took you forget. This. So mm-hmm. two hours, I could have got a we could have got, got a hell of a jump on it. Oh, yeah.
0: sure. Um so yes. Now, I'm gonna make a call right now. Go ahead. We don't have enough time to do Not the, even close. It would be another last hour and of, half. This, of this uh experience the next day or that the next that evening and the next day, <laughs> whether it be fortunately or unfortunately you know, kind of put the whole trip on this trip, you know, it (laughs) makes me think, and and I feel like we owe it an hour and we don't have it today. Well,
1: and sometimes, you know, I, for, we have a wedding in the family coming up in the very near future, but the weddings that go exactly to plan and nothing really out of the ordinary happens. You forget about them. It's, (laughs) you know, and something unique happens. Good point. It's, it, that's what makes it, you know, you have that, you have that flat tire that that gums up a hunting trip. Something negative has to happen sure. for it to be in you know that they're always unforgettable Maybe not memories. To this point. But to the whole it,
2: trip was a lot, yeah. Of, yeah cause I'll Maybe tell you not what, to this point. But it's, this is, it's why to, we're
1: going to do three episodes on them instead of one. If all this stuff does not go on, it's one episode. And so the that, yeah, the adversity is what adds to it.
0: Yeah, you know, the beauty of it. No, I agree. I, I, I so think are, are, where are we I, are we stopping right here? Where we well, get it so we, I, no? I want I want to talk for a minute about. It's something that I've always wanted to talk about on here, and, and and it deserves its own episode, but the guy that could really speak to it won't come speak to it. But let's talk about taking pictures with, you know, Tom. you've got this big, beautiful bull down, and you chose to wait yep. because, you know, the photos of of a skinned animal or a Terrible. set of horns... And they, an elk, they suck. Terrible, and, and and a lot of times we say I'm not bashing on people. I'm bashing on some people. Yep. Those pictures suck. Yep. I, I get that. Sometimes you got no choice. You go out and hunt on your own, and you know you you take a picture of a, an animal that's laying there dead because there's no one else there. But, but Clay had an opportunity. He's got a guy with a camera yes. there. He's got a couple people there, and then he's got some time to set it up. What did you choose to do to take your photos? Because they're they're they're. I hate to say the word epic, but they're epic. <laughs> they and are. And there's there's sick. one key. And everyone take nothing away from this episode, but this. Try and get that thing on a skyline, or where his horns are. You know, not into the mountainside. Yeah. But then, so just for a minute, you know, talk about kind of, <laughs> you know, why it was important to get these photos and how to get them and all that stuff. Well, like you're saying,
3: and why those pictures suck. Is I'm I'm into preserving memories. I, our dad from day one would always have a camera on him, and I mean, let it be t-ball to high school sports to to hunting. He was always the guy with the camera, and some of them are good, some of them were bad. But you could go back, and we have a hundred plus or two hundred photo albums of everything, right? And everyone has those. I'm not saying that. And like but, Clay
1: said before, not of us, of everybody. Oh, yeah. Every, you know, every my, teammate, you know, every, he's probably got more pictures of Bubba playing baseball than Clay. You know, and he just. would
3: literally, he would he would take those pictures, get them developed, and separate them. He would be, oh, who's this? Oh, that's Chris Bentley. Oh, that's Brian Minukian, Oh, that's Bubba Henderson. And he'd have piles. And the next game? He'd give give those to the parents, all those pictures. (laughs) He'd hand all those pictures out. And it was cool because the parents, a lot of them didn't take pictures. And they knew (laughs) Orville was going to be there with his camera, right? And they would give him film. They would buy him rolls of film because... What's film? uh, I know, exactly. Back then. Back then. They actually developed photos. They would buy him rolls of film. To, because I knew and, he was getting all those yeah. cool photos. And so anyway, so it's always been instilled in me to do that. And now what we've done, obviously, in in the business of hunting, uh, having TV shows and doing what we do, you have not only you owe it to the animal to be respectful, um, you're not ever going to get an article published. You're not you're not going to have a Unless you're, us. Uh, you're not going to have a wall hanger <laughs> picture, you know, that you want to preserve. Of this tongue out of his mouth, blood everywhere, caped out, guts hanging everywhere. Uh, e- everything about that is just basically respect to the animal and to the hunt itself. You owe it to to everybody to take the best picture you can. Yeah. And yes, we have a professional, basically, uh, on staff and workforce, But you don't you need you him. Can, the but you just have it, to
0: take The time. The time. And and it takes and a do lot it. of time to do it. Takes and do it, a lot it right. Of time. Tuck their legs in, put their tongue back in their mouth. Yes. Put wipe dirt the blood on off. The blood. Yeah. You know. Wipe the dirt off. And I'll get, tell get, you move what. Them, move sh- them into a spot that's a whole, better spot. Hundred percent. It all takes time. I think it's a
1: whole episode.
0: No, with or without Tom. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we could talk for an hour and help people out because I think a lot of people just don't. Maybe they don't even realize it. You yeah. know what I mean? And and it does a disservice to yourself because. The, the animals look, you know, smaller. Yep. They look, you know, not as beautiful as they look. They, you know, it's just, there's a hundred things that a bad photo, it, like, I don't even want to look at them. A hundred percent. I was just going to say, I could, we could do these this third part episode, right?
3: We could this whole elk episode. And if we were to post a picture of this elk laying on its side with a right. big blood hole, his tongue hanging out, you can't, it's not
0: worth anything. No
3: not worth it and that's not anything. part
0: of being in the business that's no. like you said that's part of capturing a good memory yeah you're not you don't want to show people that photo you don't want to show people it on your phone you know yep. it's Just. It, and it, and it's weird you know because it doesn't take a, a professional camera nope. it doesn't take a professional camera man they have out doesn't now, take bro. a tribe time know, if you are going to go hunting by yourself invest in that 30 dollar you know gorilla bipod so yeah. that you can do one by yourself with your camera yep. on the timer. Your phone does all that stuff for you anyway. Um, yep. But you time. Might, Invest you might a little bit of time. You invested a lot of time. You wanted us all to get up there. Dude, I'm so I pumped.
3: Was, I was not going to be, do that whole hunt because we can end it here a little bit, I guess. But I wasn't going to be, what do you call it, selfish. Because there's no way I would have killed that bull from day one without everybody's help right you guys spotted it Bubba helped freaking like rub my back when I was on my stomach stretching it out (laughs) I mean sore as hell walking up that's a whole episode right there (laughs) well I mean I was sore as hell and, and walking up that mountain the first day not knowing if I could do it or not and he's helping me he's pushing me giving little elbows in the lower back and you know, and spotting it and giving me yardage, Squirt and water in your you mouth know. like
0: Rocky Balboa, <laughs> and almost
3: and, and, and Mike walking up there the first day and then spotting it the second day and sending us pictures and circling things and oh the elk went in the trees right here and if you could see that from up where you're at maybe which it Can't. didn't nothing mm-hmm. looked exactly the same Um so everyone had a piece of the puzzle it was a great team and effort. I needed I needed that for myself I wasn't because because I just went back. We did take pictures of just me and Bubba yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, before course.
3: you got there. Um, but I I wasn't going to skin him out without everybody being there. I needed that. Well, and and I'll I tell
2: you what, that shot with everybody in there. And the dog. And the dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. do, do you want to know how many compliments I got on that dog? A buddy of mine ended up getting one of Maverick's puppies. Because of that When photo? he saw that photo, he's like, dude, we're oh. looking for a golden retriever. Whose dog is that? And I'm like, "Oh, just so happens to be blah blah blah. Christie's. They're going to have another litter and they ended up getting Brad." Oh, that's cool. Brad I didn't know that. Is oh, stoked. no, I did that. No, I didn't know he got one Christie. He's already got the, he's already oh, that's got the cool. pup. And he was stoked, but that picture with that dog.
3: Yeah, no, to...
2: just that I'm going to frame it. I'll tell you that. That's going to hang on my wall. That's a pretty cool photo of all of us there and Maverick just sitting there mm-hmm. like, "What's well, up?"
1: Yeah. No, well, was, and I I really enjoy you know, skinning the animal and, you know, yeah. boning them and all that. That's, you know, we would have missed out on that. They, we had a lot of
2: fun. Oh, out, we you know? doing all that.
0: Your typical hunt, we would have walked up there and filled a pack up and walked off, you yeah. know. That 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 would have been our duty, which is fine, you know. That's what you're signing up for when you help somebody big game hunt. I mean, well, but. that's
2: when it got real. That's when the snow started flying. We yeah, were... us hey, don't, don't, um, be, don't and, be... We're, we're going to have one more episode. Yeah, so don't don't, start, don't, start, don't start Let's, let's
3: just say... Let's real. just say... When we were taking pictures, we were able to... Tom, our camera guy, was able to, to position it to where the sun... The sun was helpful in these pictures. Yeah. By the time we were packed and ready to go, the sun was no longer there and it wasn't because it was nighttime no okay so we'll leave it there Uh what happens in the high Nevada desert and up at 10,000 feet can change your life in a hurry so come back part three next week and uh we'll finish this epic hunt out with the uh hopefully Bubba can
0: join us again next week oh, I'll make it in, and in, uh, in the meantime we're <laughs> posting the video the kill shot yep we'll post some of these Awesome photos we got. Bubba rubbing Clay's back. Uh, those, <laughs> yeah, we'll we leave you with those Bubba.
3: video or those memories. Uh vivid whatever you want to call <laughs> things in your mind, but uh I'll leave you with this. I got this. We'll go around the table if you want to uh, talk, but don't uh you know, talk about next week's what's happening, but I'm going to talk about one thing which is make okay. sure this hunt is captured in several different ways. Here on the podcast uh, all over social media, but we are doing a full episode uh, for the provider. It's going to be uh chances hunt, which my nephew Clint's boy, his elk hunt from two years ago, my hunt from this last year, same area, uh, all captured on camera and in an episode with a elk recipe. Also Skip Knowles, who is the editor in chief um, of North America, a whole bunch of wild fowl predator nation magazine and elk north uh, north american elk magazine he was uh, gracious enough to ask me to write an article on this and uh, this hunt and it ended up being an incredible spread it's 12 pages the biggest spread that's ever happened in an in an uh the magazine 12 pages and it is pretty spectacular i got a little sneak peek of it so when it comes out it's actually to print this week um, so I believe it will be out by the end of May, first week of June-ish time frame. Um, so make sure you go get a copy of that and look at, uh, you know, read this, read the article, tell me what you think and the pictures. Some of uh, are from Chance's Hunt. I talked about Chance's Hunt and what I learned on that hunt and what I put to use in this hunt. And uh, anyway, full circle. It's awesome to to relive it and to to relive it in person, on camera, in the memories in your mind and now in print article with that. With Skip Knowles is uh, pretty special, and everybody has a part in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Bubba, I, I think what he learned was to bring Alex and Clint on. His, <laughs> his <laughs>
3: <Elbray hunt>. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm the <clears throat> one. Uh, you guys were on your antelope hunt together, and did you kill? We could have several times. We're talking, yeah. it, we're talking elk hunting. Oh oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh!
2: Took Clay to come, but anyway, Bubba, what you got? No, I think this was very good. I think uh, I think everything was said. And uh, going into next week, uh, I'm excited because the rest of this gets really good, folks. So,
3: Bubba spell rock, R O C K. He, he put the C in there. I, would ju-
1: I never. I never lost confidence. Preluding what what uh, occurred, <laughs> the rest of the. There's about seven hours left in this hunt, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> 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 this is not like
1: more than that.
3: More than that. Because it had all the yeah. way into the next day. Well, thing. that,
1: but the, the hairy, hairy Harry. Oh, the hairy, hairy? Yeah. And I never really got too discouraged because I knew... Well, we had Bubba with us, so he could pretty much pack each one of us out. And if it really, really came down to it, we had uh, Tom's calves to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I really
3: I really felt but like we were I in a good would be the only one eating his calves if you know what I mean <laughs> I was the only
0: one with Tom okay. okay what you got Alex become a member of the SCI yes sir I want to leave with three more minutes of negative talk about our government <laughs> <laughs> not really not really <laughs> but if you want to relive and you want to have these stories spend 65 bucks a year because we were we were playing with a little uh, uh what do they call that? Boundary wildlife area. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I do disagree with it. You're, you're talking a place that's five miles off the beaten path that any, any man. And it's closed off to any wheeled transportation. And if the other side had it their way, nobody would be able to go anywhere except for in the cities to buy a hot dog from the hot dog vendor and live like rats. And that's a lifestyle that nobody wants except for the rats. So spend 65 bucks a year. Join the SCI. Keep your public lands public. Keep your hunting rights. Keep your shooting rights.
3: And don't give an inch.
0: Don't Fight for give em. an inch. Don't bend. Don't break. Thanks for joining us. We're going to come back next week, and we're going to show you through uh, the written word how bad a hunt can get. Real yeah, quick. quick, be prepared. Quick, <laughs> be quick. be prepared.
3: See you, folks. See you next week.
2: Later.